When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real Moms of Bravo. 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 Hello, everyone. We're coming back at you again this time this week. Again, a reminder, we are coming to you guys not only one time this week, but now three times a week. We're going to put out a show where we'll recap um, shows that air earlier in the week on Bravo. The episode would come out earlier in the week. And then this later end of the week, we'll recap the other shows. And then we'll have a bonus episode because we're no longer gatekeeping our Patreon information for you all. And there's a lot to digest there. But let's start with the gift that is Crappy Lake. I mean, I will say I originally was kind of like, this is going to be Simple Life 2.0. And one of the things I didn't love about Simple Life, like watching back clips later on, is like they do kind of mock and make fun of a small town and make it seem like it's a lot of ignorant, uneducated people. And you're just like, you know, hanging out at the Walmarts. Um, I think Luann and Sonia have done a really good job of embracing a small town, but also like wanting to know, like, what do people do? We want to have fun. We want to go out. We're going to catch catfish with our hands and we're going to get in trucks and fall in the mud. And I do think it helps that a producer is from Benton. So he's not going to let them like disgrace his hometown. Um, But I will just say anybody on the fence, this is, it's been very entertaining. It's very cute. You can tell that they actually care um, and that they're really trying to, while have fun, try to do some things for the town. But I just, most importantly, love that they're always on the hunt for the next D. I mean, they are just all about hooking up with boys, men, anything with a penis pretty much that's legal that's legal i mean this in a compliment because i hold the golden girls in the utmost respect but they're kind of like the rose like a (laughs) rose golden girls vibes like just always kind of looking for a man i just think after so many years on television and i really say this especially for luann because we've all gone through a journey with the countess when she was the countess and the mayors and all of that. Mrs. Yes. But I, I feel like they're both in a place where they're so comfortable being themselves and truly don't give a fuck. And for me as a viewer, that's always refreshing, even though we've seen these women on our screens for so long. Like, I just love that they're who we expect them to be like Lou and 
Sonia Rita, like just, you know, being flirting it up, trying to get dudes. Two girls having fun. Yeah. Two dudes just having fun. I mean, Lou's still just trying to go after the guys that Sonia likes and all of it. And, and the fact that they went like mud and and got, I mean, I've never even done that. I'm from the Midwest, but I've never done that. But um, also just so you all know, everyone from the Midwest doesn't go mudden. It does happen, yeah. but I have not been. Have you? No. Okay. I mean, yeah, and so I, just, I caught catfish with my hands. I mean, yes. I do think like there is this like depiction that like every um, town in the Midwest is like that. And I always laugh when I'm like, well, I'm from St. Louis. Like I'm not, there are very much like rural parts on the outskirts of St. Louis. And I have friends who grew up on farms or friends who have land and we'd go there for a weekend. And I definitely went on float trips, but like, it's not like going mudden is just like a 10 minute little, like, you know, yeah. jaunt, jaunt across town. I don't even know where I go mudden in St. Louis. Uh, uh, I have I no idea. There. It looks fun. I mean, it looked like a good time. I say this because of the meme. So Abby recently shared to our stories, a Midwest versus everybody and everyone's perception outside of the Midwest, what they think the Midwest is. And I have relatives from New York and a lot of them assume similarly to you, like that I'm around cows and I live on like a farm and it's like, no, honey, we have cities and stuff too. But I digress getting back on topic, but I just love, I love Crappy Lake. I thought it was so funny to me. I also thought Lou's description of a happy hour made me laugh because she's like, I mean, you know, they all just go straight from work and to get you drinks. And I shower like I never shower before a happy hour. And I don't think this is a Benton thing. I think most people I think this is a working thing. Yeah. Like if you work a corporate job and you're going to meet someone for happy hour, I wouldn't even change. Like I would wear the same thing. Exactly. That I wore to work. And I mean, even in like our friends that were working in more like, um, business professional environments, like it wasn't weird. I'll do a shout out to parties in the park and Clayton. Um, but it wasn't weird that like somebody would like, I remember like some of our friends that worked for like more corporate places would show up in like a nice tweed dress and just take their blazer off. And I always worked somewhere where it was a little bit more business casual. So I was wearing like jeans and like a, a nicer and loft top. Um, but yeah, I just like, you didn't change. You didn't shower. No, you just I just went, went there. I just like loved her perception and I love what the lemonade stand. She has no problem showing like her tits and ass and like selling the lemonade. <laughs> sales were like, hurting. <laughs> yeah. Sales were hurting. Like so shameless. Like her they outfit. made a lot of money. I mean, like, did you ever do a lemonade stand growing up? No, I didn't. You didn't? Okay. No. So I did. Um, I think the most we ever made was like $60, $70. And this is, I mean, I'm talking like 1995. That's good money. But like, the fact that these kids, what was like $300 and like $20, like that's a lot. And I, I love that they were, you know, raising money for charity, but like that's a lot of money for a lemonade oh, stand. So good for funny. Them. I so do funny. Wanna, Andy talked about this on his, um, it, somebody called in with this question and it honestly didn't cross my mind, but they were saying like, is Luann getting backlash for saying we can just park in a handicap? handicap spot. It doesn't matter. And I did see some chatter about this on like Facebook and the Reddits. Um, I guess I kind of agreed with Andy. I took it as a, not that it doesn't matter. Like it does matter. Handicap spots are for people, you know, who have, whether it's a wheelchair or, you know, anything that makes it harder for you to like, just be more accessible to the building. But I think she kind of meant it as like, we're, this is a quick stop. We're not going to be here for an hour. Um, but I, like, I, I didn't catch that, um, but there was some backlash from it. Yeah, I, I I took it the same way as you did, like just pull in really quickly, yeah. pull right out. But again, we're getting the tidbits, the sound bites. So if Roni's not, if you're not feeling the new Roni and you want that nostalgia crappy, like definitely delivers. I mean, 
Sonia says the cop curator when talking about her boy toy. Um, I forgot his first name, but I want to call him Richard because of his back tattoo, but Richard. And yeah. when he goes, you know, Mutton and Luke gives him a so kiss. Bad <laughs> for her, though, when she found out he didn't live there. Like, clearly, they did not have a lot of conversation. And she was like, great, go figure the guy that I, you know, hang on to is the one that doesn't live in town. So now she's got to start all over again. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that I don't know how many single men are there, but I'm curious to see <laughs> what what they come up with. Also, if you're watching this with your partner, husband, whatever, uh, Kyle was like saying he's going to fall asleep, but he was watching. And he's like, I'm very tickled by the show. And I'm funny. like, yeah, it's really funny. It's hilarious and said to get an edible and watch it and like just oh, laugh yeah. it's a great great addition and i hope if they continue to do it this is what i hope i hope they don't kill a good idea you know sometimes yeah, it's like overkill this, like yeah we can't but, do this every housewife duo but they're talking about sonia and lou going to like another city like i think the success of it i think we'll see them somewhere else do you think they're going to be able to pull through with the playground? I knew, like, I knew they got that playground way too easy. They're like, look at it. Here it is. And then they're like, we can't get it now. I mean, I think that's I think obviously so. editing. They're going to pull through. Yeah. I mean, they're going to probably buy it. I mean, I'm not minimizing how much playgrounds cost because I know they are expensive. But I would assume they could get donations from their wealthy friends and scrounge up like $10,000, $15,000. Again, I don't know how much a I bet it's a lot more than that. For like you think a, it's a lot more than that? Well, because it's like a nice one for your backyard is usually like six thousand, and that's just oh, for like shit. four. That's kids. just like okay. Well, J.K. Well, yeah, like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Regardless, I, I think yeah. they're going to be able to work something out for sure, for sure. And I also cannot wait for this variety show. I just think there's like there's so many things to it that it's going to be very entertaining. Um, I love the clip when they were meeting with um the mayor and they were like. Like, well, we've been clearing, you know, trees and they show them like on the machines trying to drive them. And I will say a lot of the people have a good um, open mind when meeting with them. Now, Craig didn't seem to be um, too uh, optimistic about what they could achieve. I also love that Louie-Ann was like, Craig kind of sounds sexy. His voice was kind of sexy. And then we see Craig and I was like, oh, Craig. And this is not Craig from Southern Charm. Yeah, they are very... Just but you know, so horny. I do remember when Ashton Kutcher was dating Demi Moore before they got even got married. And someone was asking Demi Moore about like, how does it work with the age difference? And she said like, women hit their sexual prime later in life and men hit their sexual prime in their like early thirties. So, you know, she's on her sexual prime and it does make sense now that they're going for the younger guys in town. <laughs> I mean, get it. Get it. I mean, it's not Sonia's first like roundabout with the younger guy. It does like make me laugh because on their Watch What Happens live appearance, there's a young below deck guy who like wants to hook up with Lou, and Lou is like maybe his dad. But I'm like, honey, if he was in Benton, you probably would have took him home that night. Oh, without a thought. <laughs> but you do. I do have to wonder. Um, and this happens even in like St. Louis and Kansas City. Um, there's like I think I read somewhere that like Missouri has like the one of the lowest. Um, average ages for the bride. And so I wonder if in some of these small towns, you have to go younger because age appropriate, it would be like an affair, you know, like it, it, there's not a lot of single dudes in Benton that are in their fifties and sixties for Luann and Sonia. I think they're all in their mid twenties. I would love to see like what app they have up. 
and just seeing like the radius of like how far I'm just like would be so tickled but my guess is they're truly relying on the bars and like meeting yeah. people. I don't really see them being on the apps, but I it well, I don't think Raya has a large <laughs> large presence in Benton, Illinois. Um, for those who don't know, Raya is like a um, dating site where you have to get like approved, so you either have to be really hot or really rich to get in, and it's usually based on like where you live, what you do. Um, so it's very superficial, um, but very. I mean, it's like uh, where the actors, I mean, Shep talks about being on Raya um, a lot. So, I mean, I don't know if that's really the best uh, referral or uh, testimonial for it, but all right. Well, before we get into uh, Orange County, we just want to take a minute to talk to you guys about this week's partner, which is Haya, um, a vitamin source for kids. We talked about it earlier on our podcast that we both tried it before giving it to our kids and they liked it. Uh, and we liked it and our kids have liked it. I will say for me, I think what I really appreciate about it is I never really examined the ingredients in the vitamins I was giving my kids. Um, and then when I you know, saw this opportunity to start using Haya, I looked at what we were currently giving them. And it is a ton of sugar and just added things that are really not needed and are not going to be beneficial to your children's diet um, and really give them the full body nourishment that they need. Uh, these vitamins are formulated with nutritional experts and is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. Uh, I just, I've really enjoyed it. My kids had a great time decorating the bottle with the stickers. I even let them uh, get some markers. They did wipe off, but you know, it killed about five minutes. So big perk for that. It was five minutes of my kids getting along. Uh, if you'd like to give Haya a try, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to Haya dot com slash real moms. This deal is not available on their regular website. So make sure you use the code real moms. Go to Haya Health. That's H I Y A H E A L T H dot com slash real moms and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. Orange County. Um I appreciated this episode and I'm just going to say it. I went back and looked and in August of 2022, I posted an, an Emily Simpson appreciation post. And um, I will say the comments were very mixed. Not everybody appreciated Emily the way I do. And I feel like in this episode, it just solidified for me in my mind. She is the MVP of the OC. She will say what everyone's thinking and will say it to your face. And I've just really appreciated that about her. Um, especially as they were getting their nails done and it was Tamara and fancy pants walking in talking about how um, Heather doesn't think she's condescending. And then went on to say like, I'm so busy and I gave Taylor my time to help her with her acting. Uh, and I love that Emily was quick to be like that right there is condescending. A hundred percent. I think Heather needs to just be like, you know what? Thanks. Like, yeah. thanks for calling me out. And I honestly, a part of me thinks it's because Heather has like such a rich lady voice. Like it's almost like she needs to, it's like all in the delivery, right? Cause she's always just like acts like she doesn't know what she's saying is wrong. It's kind of Ramona energy in a different kind of way. Like where Ramona doesn't I'm sorry. She insulted I'm sorry, someone. But I'm really but not sorry. Heather yeah. can't help but be condescending like nonstop. <laughs> like I would love to do like a challenge with 
uh, Heather and see, can you go a day without being condescending? Do you think she could do it? No. I mean, even the way she like wrote in the Japanese on the box when they got oh to my know God. who about like <laughs> shoveling shit. Like, it's just like, oh my God, let it go. Let the mouse go. We get it. You shoveled shit. I like how all of them are like, yeah, I've, I mean, like Shannon's like, I've shoveled shit before. Like, and she never had it. I mean, clearly, like if she were to have a pet, she'd have somebody taking care of it. But like, I've had to pick up dog shit. Did you never change one of your kids' diapers? Like we've all dealt with shit. We've all literally dealt with shit. I I just thought it was also funny, like in her confessional, how she's wanting to like strike back at Emily. And I'm like, you got to let this one go. This one you cannot, you cannot take. Even some of the women of Beverly Hills aren't as condescending as Miss Dubrow. But again, I think it's, you need someone to call you out. And you just be a little bit more self-aware about it. But also, these are parts of the qualities I will also say, as I'm saying this, these are also some of the reasons why we all like Heather. We like that she's fancy pants and slightly delusional and is willing to engrave chopsticks and give them as gifts to people. I mean, that's the thing. You know, it's like you don't want her to change too much. Um, but I do think like every now and then she needs a call out. And I I think Emily's the person to do it. I also give Emily credit I felt like at the dinner, she was the only one really being honest about everything with both Jen and um, with Fancy Pants, uh, Miss Heather Debro. But before we get into that, can we discuss an off-gassed Shannon? I, I mean, even, I didn't even know what that meant, off-gassed. I, I feel like it's just sustainable. Just say you shop like sustainable is more like the buzzword. I feel like you use, no one's talking about off-gassed. And I doubt I like I love that the producer's like what is what you're wearing right now off gas? Like I don't know how often she's wearing clothes that have been like defumed or like whatever she's talking about. Yeah, and she's like, people like use these handbags once or twice and all this stuff. I, it was almost like she was saying, like, I like buying slightly used things because then somebody else got the chemicals on their skin and I don't have it on mine. Like, because the person who bought it, it was gassed then. And so now it's off gassed when they go to resell it. And I love how her daughter's like, is, does this cost less? And it was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And like, listen, I think I appreciate her awareness of yeah. wanting to put good things in her body and the earth and whatever. But I just have come to accept that everything is somewhat bad around me. Like, I don't know. I don't live my life like, oh, I can't wear this shirt from Target because it's got chemicals it's gas gas. gas. like I just don't I just am like I step outside there's fumes and shit Mm -hmm. I'm probably inhaling like I don't know I'm just we use our cell phones like yeah you know there's like shit going on every day yeah the theme of this is just shit basically there's shit everywhere (laughs) and you're not going to be able to gas it all off I do appreciate that I'm not saying like let's just all you know throw plastic in the ocean because it doesn't matter. No, uh, we got to help the turtles. Yeah, exactly. But like, I think to a certain point, it's like, well, I think she wants to make it seem like she's this big sustainable person and I'm not using any, like, you know, I don't have any like toxins and I'm all this stuff, but like, yeah, then all of her dresses to reunions have been designer. I'm sure they were gassed. Uh, and like custom made and like tailored yeah. to her and like makeup, like let's get into the makeup of it all. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just like a funny, she's like one of those people. It reminds me of people who choose not to eat gluten, but don't have a gluten allergy. Oh, that's like, they're very, they're like picky. It's like being picky about something you don't really need to be picky about. And you think it like, is Is this gluten free? I'm like, if you have celiac, which I know people who do, I am happy 
to find gluten-free things. Well, yeah, I get really annoyed too. People are like, I've been off gluten for months and I just feel better. I'm like, well, you're probably just eating better in general. I don't know yeah. if you can like put it on the gluten, but yeah, I completely agree. Um, there's actually like a really funny, um, it's like interviewing people on the street and it's like, are, do you try to avoid gluten? They're like, oh yeah. And then they're like, do you know what gluten is? And none of them could answer it. It just <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, and if you like to be gluten-free, it's fine. We're just throwing it out there that it's kind We're of We're just like saying, like, there's certain yeah. things that become, like, a character. It's like we can make yeah. the same jokes about vegans. Like, you know, yeah. just laugh with us. You're in on the joke with us, people. What did you think of the napkin throw? I feel like that came really out of nowhere by Tamara. So we're, I guess I need to back up. We're on a boat to go to Nobu because you can't just drive there like everybody Which else. Which is amazing. And, like, a tiny-ass little pink boat, yeah. which, again, I loved. I also loved that. Uh, Heather and Taylor squashed that beef when it came Very to quick. the whole acting thing, which is, again, so funny to me, like such a petty little fight. But they squashed that beef. They make it to Nobu. Everyone's like, I just want to make it to dinner. Heather, especially, I just want to make it to the entree. She doesn't even say dinner. The entrees. The entree. I want to make wagyu, it to the Wagyu. <laughs> yes. Make it to the entrees, the Wagyu. She wanted to make it there. Everyone had a gift. It was a Tom Ford candle. Mm. I... Candle. I was like, I want to know what this smells like. I was jealous. I Abby wish there was candle a horse. Oh, we, I mean, I love it, but I'm very particular. Like if you give me a bad candle, it goes into a different area of my home and that's a re-gifting candle. Oh, and I'm I bet not- this one smelled good. I would think no, fancy I pants would pick like a good smelling candle. Everyone had more of a reaction to the chopsticks, but yeah. So Tamara starts to get into it with Jen. They're talking about how, um, Louis 2.0 says that he wants to F Tamara. And she's like, no, Jen's like, no, that didn't happen. And Tamara's like, tell the truth. And she gets like activated and throws the napkin. I go, Jen's like, I would watch it to Tamara. And Tamara throws a napkin and gets up in her face as if like she wants to start a fight in the middle of Nobu. It was very, to me, a little too over the top. This is where we're getting Tammy Sue walks a fine line when she's a little bit um, activated. It's great TV. but. I think she's had too much tequila at this point, and she's just looking for a fight out of nowhere. I appreciated Jen remaining calm. I always feel like the person who remains the calmest to me is the side, I believe, because when you just seem so like over the top on housewives, not always in life, but when you seem so over the top and emotional about something that doesn't really seem that big, like either he said it or he didn't, whatever, you didn't bang him. It's not that big of a deal. Um I just appreciate like Jen remained calm and was like, I would just tell her to be careful. I'm just telling her to be careful. Like it's not happening the way she said it is. And so then the women were trying really hard to get it out of her. And I like, I loved how much they were like, she's talking bad about you. This is your chance now to say something about her. Like they were so desperate for her to say it. And she really didn't give much into it other than just saying like, it was going both ways. It was said playful. And then in her interview, she did admit that Everyone kind of referred to him as the hot guy at the gym and Tamara would make jokes about, should I just like take one for the team and bang him and let him know, like, let everyone know if he's good in bed or not. And like, um, and honestly, I, I believe that story. I could see that being, it sounds like something Tamara would say. It seems like something playful. And like, honestly, just amongst girls, when there's like the hot single dad at the school or the hot guy at the gym, like everybody does make little like joking, playful comments about that. And I appreciate Jen saying you, if you say it about him, he can say it about you and you can't get mad about it. Now, no, that being said, I don't think he's a great guy. Um, I do think he's cheated on Jen. But in this moment, I see Jen's side. So you were also right about it was Snapchat. They, like, mentioned that, too. Yeah. It wasn't text. It was Snapchat. 
and I'm still getting on Snapchat and there isn't an option to send to all. So it makes me wonder if he made us. There might've been once upon a time, but it makes me wonder if he put it in his like story. Yeah, it could be. He just like, and then everyone saw it. Maybe that's what he meant. And they're just talking about it, like not using the right terms for it. Um, But to me, it's different. When it was a text, I was like, okay, I have a hard time believing this was an accident. Knowing it was a Snapchat, I still think it's odd. Like, I still don't understand why you want to send a picture of your limp dick. But <laughs> that being said, I, I can appreciate it a little bit more with Snapchat. Like, yeah, maybe he added it to his story. Everyone saw it. And then he deleted it. He was on a flight. So maybe he didn't realize till he landed. And now it's been up for two hours and everyone's seen it. That's I don't all, know. That is a more plausible story to yeah. me than like that. But I just wanted you to say limp dick one more time. Yeah. And then a in floppy wiener. Everyone's, phrase, everyone's favorite phrase, floppy Wiener. Lobby um, wiener. Let me ask you this. Do you think so? A lot of people, and I've been DMing with a few people about this. Why do you think Tamara is so activated by Jen? Like, do you think she's self-producing here and just trying to make this fight a moment? Or do you think there's something there that she's just so angry about? I think there's a few things. I think she's triggered by it because she sees like pieces of herself and Jen. I think there are a lot of similarities there. You know, they're both been divorced. They have kids. Um, they're in the fitness thing world. Um, I think so. She's like, I think the whole cheating thing and the fact that he's not like a great guy reminds her a lot of how Simon treated her. So I think there's a little bit of triggering. I also think Tamara is trying to make a very big splash on her return. Make sure she's the center, you know, holding the orange and if she's the one puppeteering and orchestrating all the drama or involved in every fight, it only strengthens her position. I mean, this is a veteran coming back, having chance to like, it's basically like I liken it to almost like Tom Brady, like have so much game tape to go back and review, see how people responded to it. Like it's only going to make you better than someone coming in new and not knowing how people are going to receive them. She's, I mean, she's had time to hear what the fans want and don't want. And I think, this was a moment where she was trying just a little too hard and coming out of nowhere with it. And even I think Shannon was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now to help. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I mean, it's like she's been on two T's in a pod. She's been talking housewives yeah. for so long. She just like really went there. She's like, I'm going to give the people what they want. I'm going to throw a napkin. I'm going to go run off, take a shot, tell this guy to get some snatch and then come back. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was so, it was so weird. And then I think she was almost pissed off when she came back and it seemed like another conversation was happening without her. And it was like, oh shit, like they pivoted and there's like the drama's going on and it doesn't involve me and it's involving Heather and Gina and Emily, which like, and it's talking about like their previous friendship before Tamara. And so I think it was like, oh my God, like, I think she had this moment of like, I really like kind of messed up. And that's why I think she moved her chair. She's like, I want to get as close to this as I can. But I also, in that moment, I really appreciated Emily kind of saying and getting Gina to talk about it more. It felt a little bit inauthentic. Like you were talking to us about your issues with your friendships and we were really there for you. And then you throw Gina under the bus. The second she's trying to be a good friend to you and warn you about some things. It just feels like you're trying really hard to be a ride or die for Tamara, which is not who you've been the season without her, which I, you know, I really, I liked that. I respected that. And to me, that kind of broke a little fourth wall, like a little bit just talking about she's back now. And all of a sudden you're friends with her. Like you're being clearly strategic and budding up with her because it's much better to be on Tamara's good side than not. But when it comes to the gen of it all, I actually do think that Tamara has receipts. I don't think she would go so hard on her. Yes. I do think she set her ass up, 
but I don't think she'd go so hard on her if she didn't think if she didn't have something to like later reveal. Like I feel like her threats to so us. So you think she like, has legit receipts? Yes, I feel like eventually. I mean, I hope during this season. I don't know. I, I would think she's like you tell the truth. Like she has said this more than once. Tell the truth, and I'm waiting for this three amigas to get together, the tres amigas to get together and her reveal this bombshell of what Jen didn't reveal. Like that to me is like, I feel like she's trying to give her the opportunity to say it before she does. So I thought maybe she had real receipts, but now I'm starting to think that, cause when Jen said, who else did I tell that to? Like basically implying like you were the only one that knew this and this is how it's getting out. Uh, I think maybe it was more of a, there were other things that were whisper, like whispers within the town. They live in a small town. Like she made a point of saying that. And Emily was quick to say, I've heard that. I've heard that. And other people were kind of nodding. So I actually think Tamara doesn't have like legit receipts, but just knows there's been a lot of rumors. And I think things were directly told to her. But so she knows it's true or she's at least been directly told it by Jen. But I don't know if she'll be able to actually be like, here's Produce something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if she... I, I don't know. I think she'd be alluding to that a little bit more. Um, and I think she'd be the one telling Jen, be careful. Like, you know, I could say more or I could tell more. And instead, she's just saying, tell the truth. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm very interested and invested in this. I mean, I, I want to be right for the drama of it all, but I could easily be wrong. And she could be totally like have her poker face and just um, what am I? I, I don't think I'm, she's making it up, though. I think no, there's, there's got to be truth to it. I'm no, sorry. I'm trying to say bluff. Like she's like, oh, call, call her bluff. bluff. Call her yeah. bluff. There we go. Oh, God. Yeah. There's my ooh, bad analogy moment. Uh, we can't wrap up this episode without talking about <laughs> David. D- David. I cannot talk. David Bedore's divorce. That's a mouthful. It is kind right of a there. mouthful. That is, it is. Like, like rhymes, but it doesn't. Um, I do appreciate. I love how there's like gets. And like, I think I do think this was like a genuine like I get this text and it's like this moment of like I want to tell. Shannon, but then it's like, oh, wait, I shouldn't say it in front of the whole group. Like I like I could see her like brain like happening in real time. Um, and so I appreciated her being like, maybe I should tell you this privately. And um, you could see Shannon's like, and she's like, your kids are okay. Like, you know, and she was like, but David's, I just got a text. David's getting a divorce. And she's like, oh, I knew this. Um, interesting. And her smile. She had like she such does. a big smile. She's like, it's on their anniversary. And then immediately. They, I do love, but then she starts thinking deeper. And it was like, this is going to take away money from my kids, which I just, I mean, I think this is when you grow up, like not grow up, but you live with an excess, things get cut in half. Even if you're cutting in at half, you know, 40 million, you now are at 20 million. Life's a little different. And you're thinking, okay, I was getting this amount, but now he's going to get cut in half and I'm going to get half of what I used to. Like you could just see the wheel spinning in her head. Um, I also thought... It was interesting, the preview for next week where the Trace Amigas are back together. And I will say, I did have a moment of like happiness. I'm not, I'm not Vicky's biggest fan, um, but I did, it did make me happy seeing her for a brief moment. But when she laughed, when like Shannon was like, basically it was like implied that Heather might've said something about Shannon's relationship and she like basically runs off crying and Vicky's like, ah, like just like that weird like laugh. It just, it brought me back to like, this is the like, savage Vicky that we have known for, you know, 17 years. Yes. Well, I'm OC. excited. How many times yeah. am I going to say OC is back? Drinking game over. OC is back. <laughs> who, who is your favorite OC like, oh, cast that's member a, right now? That's a really good question. Uh, I don't know that I have like a strong favorite. I I mean, 
part of me gravitates towards Tamara because I'm like defending her a lot in this episode. So I would say her, but there isn't anyone that I'm like, how I feel about the grand mom. I don't have those feelings for any of the women on OC. Yeah. I think I say Tamara because I could like in terms of not that I have to equate this with every person, but I think of who I'd want to go have drinks with and have a good time with. And Tamara would be the person I would pick. Yeah. I also think who would I freak out the most if I saw in real life? Like, like kind of like what happened to us at BravoCon that Thursday night. Like I, I don't know if I would say Phaedra is like my favorite, but when I saw her, I full on flipped the fuck out. Cause I just wasn't expecting it. And I think if like Tamara walked by and it was the same thing, I'd be like, Oh my God. Who would you say is yours? Uh, I think right now it's Emily. Um, I do. I really like, I like her. I've liked her for a couple seasons. Um, I love that. Even though I think a couple of people were saying like, oh my God, like she looks really good and amazing. I think some people not disappointed, but they're like, I like that she reflected more of like a real, what a real body yeah. looks like. Um, but I can appreciate the fact that she's like, Hey haters, here's me working out. Like I, I just, I love her. She's very, to me, authentic. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate that about her. Well, I met her at BravoCon and she was lovely and she took yeah. a really good picture of us and she's very tall. I mean, yeah. granted, she had heels, but hopefully we'll see her again this year. But if you guys want to get our thoughts on all things BravoCon and the ticket gate part two, <laughs> three, um, we will share all of our thoughts and some um, inspiring words to not spiral. But in the meantime, please, please, please give us a five stars or written review. Hopefully you're enjoying hearing us more than once a week. If you are, do your part. Give us five stars. Leave a written review. And with that, we will catch you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.